Well, hello again. Thank you for so much for being back with us. It's been a great day here. We're really energetic and really active. We just had a great conversation offline about everything that's really happening here. And we have Eric Upchurch on the show today. Eric, thanks so much for checking out with us. How are you? I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for well, having me. Eric's doing some really dynamic things and just his background is tremendous and you're going to be blown away by that. And then just talking about everything he's doing from a business side, from a family side, this is just going to be an awesome podcast. So I'm looking forward really to learn, really to dive in and just a little bit more about Eric. He's an Army Special Operations veteran who grew up in central Iowa before attending college in California. He had a passion for educating the military community on how to create long-term wealth through real estate investing while personally investing across the country for the last 14 years. He serves as co-founder of Active Duty Passive Income, which is ADPI, and a senior managing partner with ADPI Capital. And most recently, Eric's team has opened the nationwide, first of its kind, 100% employee-owned mortgage branch, real estate brokerage, as well as an insurance company, all with the goal of serving the ADP ADPI community of military real estate investors. And just a quick recap, so not only that, I mean, he's active. So they have 571 doors as general partners, all in 2019. So we could talk about that transition. It's been limited partners on another 574 doors and involved in over 43 million of multifamily assets across. So Eric, that's Superman. That's great. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me again. And um, that just, when you read that, I mean, <clears throat> talking about that stuff blows my mind. What you just said yeah. is sums up the last 23 months of my life. Um, That's great. I haven't been doing multifamily for even two years yet. Um, so just really honored to be in the position that we are. And the future is what I'm super excited about to see where we can go with this. You know, we, we spend so much time thinking, right? And if we just actually just say, okay, I had a thought that's implement, look how much can be done. 23 months, you just said that here. You, you, you said, okay, we're going to transition. We're going to put our focus on multifamily. So how do we get started? Okay, great. We get started this way. Well, how do we move forward to that next step? Talk us through the thought track here. You've been investing for, I think you said over 14 years or so. Yeah. What was the parallel? What, what, what drew you to you in the first place? And, and now as you've gone through it, what are some of the lessons that have led you to multifamily? Yeah, I, I started investing 14 years ago by accident. Um, I bought a house uh, while I was in the military, like most military members do. And this is one thing that we're focusing on now is teaching military members as they're buying a primary residence at every duty station they go to, to treat that as a potential future investment property because you hmm. move so much. Yeah. And that's not currently being taught. So we now have a nationwide network of real estate agents that are trained and taught the military real estate investor mindset. And our book, Military House Hacking, also goes into what that looks like and how you can use the VA loan to buy even a fourplex uh, with no money out of pocket at every duty station you go to. So, so we're now educating the, the nation um, about that stuff. So I was in that spot, which is, which is kind of how a lot of this and a lot of our team members were, have been in this spot where we didn't know what we didn't know. We didn't know that, that we were going to have to rent out this property when we moved to the next place that we were going to be stationed. So, so that first property looked like a, it was a, ended up being a rental, but I bought it because my wife and I needed a place to, to live. I, I was actually in Iraq on one of my tours when I bought that property with my wife and didn't know any, I just, I rolled in the VA loan funding fee, rolled in the closing costs, zero out of pocket, new construction in 2006. Sounds like a good idea, right? <laughs> Ideal. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, it's a lower price point. We're talking $140,000 house. So, um, 
but at the same time, uh, you know, fast forward 10 years, still owned that property. And it was cat quote unquote, if you're not, if you're listening to this, I'm quote unquote cash flowing, uh, $80 a month on a good Got month. It. Right. And so yep. as soon as the air conditioner goes out, the thermostat, the air conditioner, or whatever goes out, I just blew six months of cash. Yeah, know? sure. Yeah. So, so I, I, I moved back to California after I get out of the service and I read rich dad, poor dad. And, um, and then that kind of this, the knowledge snowball starts after you read that, right. Cause you're uh, enlightened sure. and then you go, okay, what's next? Well, think and grow rich is next. And then, you know, all these other things. Um, and so to me, it was just, is there a better way? I see that the people are doing this for cash flow, but my experience wasn't making cash flow. So what is that? And we were thankfully able to, to, uh, uh, to live in flip in the Bay Area. I used my VA loan, bought a house for 500,000, which is the cheapest house I could find at the time, which is a stretch to me also um, at the time coming out of the military. You know, you don't, you don't make enough money in the military as, a, as an enlisted guy to, to buy a $500,000 house. Thankfully, my yeah. W-2 job was uh, good enough that I could make that payment. So, so we bought it at 500 and we waited. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just living in a house, right? We waited and two years later, this is 2012, 2014, um, it appreciated and just market appreciation. But then my wife and I were like, holy cow, we just made a good chunk of money by doing nothing can we repeat this process and is there a better way? So I went to a flipping conference and realized I can't flip houses in the San Francisco Bay area Got <laughs> in it. 2014, yeah. but I made some great relationships because I was intentional about that there. And we bought a house on the beach, uh, in, uh, near the beach, two blocks from the beach in, um, in the Monterey Bay in North Monterey Bay area. And we're, we were intentional at that point on, the capital building phase of our lives and mm. knew that as the market was going up, we, we could capture a market appreciation, but what about forced appreciation? That was where we started looking at the house we were buying and going, okay, well let's convert this four bedroom into a three bedroom because everyone around us are kind of like new retirees that are loving this beach lifestyle. Yeah. So we, we ended up flipping that house. We lived in it for nine months and it appreciated a 250 K in nine months because we renovated it into this beautiful little beach house. Awesome. So then we were, you know, kind of eyes wide open going, what are we doing? How, how do we, what do we do this again? So we did it one more time. So anyway, fast forward a little bit more. Um, I started, um, we co-founded active duty passive income. My partner, Markion, who's our CEO, he, um, he had written the basis, an ebook called Military House Hacking, which was just his experience. And, um, and he, was, he was like, there's something to this house hacking thing. So I connected with him and <clears throat> he had been following Rod Cleef on the, his multifamily podcast. And I didn't mm -hmm. even know who he was. And he said, I've got a ticket to his LA show. Why don't you go, his, his boot camp? Why don't you go down there? Didn't even know what I was getting into. Had no idea. Got it. Uh, at that point, I, I think I bought one turnkey property because I was just like, I got to invest in something with this yep. money that we made from, the, from these uh, live-in flips. So I, I went down there and that was like, that was a real aha moment for me because it was three days of drinking through a fire hose. But I was like, all of these people seem like normal people. I mean, people mm -hmm. walking around in sweatshirts with a thousand units. And I'm just like, I mean, this could be me. I thought billionaires had, were the ones buying multifamily. I didn't know a normal guy coming out of the military or just whatever could buy a hundred unit apartment complex. I had no idea. So uh, I did not sign up for coaching then. 
I waited three months and, um, and, and uh, went to the next event also with my partner, my business partner, and ended up doing that. And, and the military guys are, are SOP followers. So if you can create a standard operating procedure, a checklist, uh, we got you, we got you. We can do that, right? So I, I like the idea of coaching. I will always pay for coaching now. I will always pay for masterminds now. I think it always makes you better. Surround yourself by those who know what you do not know. Be the, the dumbest guy in the room, so to speak. A lot of people say that, but it's, it's true. I, I love being that because I can learn so much. And you have to eat your pride a little bit on that because if you ask what, what you know is kind of a dumb question in a group like that, they're going to go, oh, here's the rookie, but I don't care. I, I, yeah. I eat my pride. My ego's gone. And uh, I can learn that way. So well, it's important to ask time. those questions though. You know, yeah. and, and you sit there, like if you sit in the sideline and you don't ask that question, well, you, well, you can't get to that next step because you haven't built your foundation out. Right. Yeah. So right. you're stuck there saying, okay, well, I'm trying to keep up now, but these guys are miles ahead of me. Right. And what you yeah. even said about the guys walking around, in, you know, sweatshirts <clears throat> with a thousand units that keeps a lot of people on the sideline is that thought process that this is some unicorn operation that's just for the reach, just for the yeah. large players right there. And when people break it down, the steps are the same. It's the mentality that has to change, right? hundred percent. You just nailed it. it. It is the mentality. Anybody can do this. It's a well-traveled path. You just have to be willing to suck up your pride and go put in the work. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it comes down to. It's, it's now, okay, now I understand here, will I take the steps and do the action? Because coaching is, is a driven point, right? And I think sometimes that the fear that keeps people from doing coaching is that maybe they see a price tag with it and they can, they can look at the downside risk. Like, oh, I spent $5,000. Maybe I'm going to lose this $5,000 if I'm worth it. But they can't see that that 5000 could translate into hundreds, millions, anything else there because they, they just can't, they can't grasp it yet, right? But it could fast track you, right? Okay. Hey, you're a smart guy. I'm sure if you did this by yourself, you would figure out how to buy a large multifamily. Maybe it would have taken you three times longer. Yeah. Now you just, you accelerated that. You got back a third of your time here or two thirds of your time where now you're, you're through it. And now you've done five projects in the time it may have took you to do one. Yeah. I mean, the, the crazy thing is the, the most common objections are time and money on mm -hmm. not paying for coaching right? Or just in taking that first step to get into multifamily or whatever your niche is. Um, but I would say that, you know, if, like you said, if, if you can, if you put, say you pay $20,000 for a coaching program, it, I wouldn't do that unless I was ready to burn the boats. Unless you are, have made the decision that you are going to be a real estate investor. This is your niche. You are never going to quit until you make that happen. Until you make that decision for yourself and your family, don't buy coaching. When you do though, money should no longer be the object because the point of coaching is that you're going to make more than you paid in your coaching, yeah. right? Accelerating I, the process. Exactly. exactly. I, I, yeah. paid, I paid $30,000 because I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know back then. And I went to one of these, um, you know, come to our free 90 minute presentation, buy the tax lien package for a thousand bucks, and then go to the, and then, then you can come to our three day boot camp, And then, and then up, they upsell you to the advanced coaching. And I did yeah. all that. And that was like all my money back then. Mm -hmm. And, um, but what I got out of that was the understanding of, first of all, how this, how coaching works. So I got my, mm -hmm. you know, kind of lit a fire under my butt. Plus I wanted to make that money back, you know, but yeah. I, I was a little bit, put off by the fact that I couldn't 
do what they were teaching in the market that I lived in. Right. Hmm. But, but here's what I got. And I mentioned this earlier, but I was able to make that money tenfold back because I was intentional about networking at the event and yeah. that one relationship, that one relationship that I made there, you know, was what was what counted. So, so for the boot camps themselves or whatever, networking is important. That's not, that wasn't my point there, but for coaching money, money and time. So money, mm-hmm. if you, if you pay $20,000 for coaching in the first um, acquisition fee you get back on a multifamily is 45,000. Was it worth your time? Was it worth yeah. your money? 100%. Because you're never going to lose that knowledge. Now you just yeah. go and, and, and you're building relationships that are going to help make mm-hmm. you more money too along the way. Now for the time objection, I would say, and I tell people this all, uh, often if they, if they ask me what, what kind of, should I get coaching or whatever? Yeah. And I say, well, let me just explain. I have a wife. I have two boys. I have a full-time W-2 job. I have five companies under the ADPI brand and we bought over 500 doors last year. So can you do it? Yeah, you can. But again, it comes down to, are you ready to do it? Are you, yeah. are you prepared to make that decision and sacrifice? Do you have from 9 to 11 p.m. every day this week to work on multifamily? Do you have from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. every day this week to call East Coast companies? You know, whatever it is, I'm on the West Coast. So there's always more time, right? And I think that's the, the lost point is I don't have time, you do. There's white space in your calendar and there's space that's used for other tasks that, that you're just placing more importance on right now. If you're yeah. watching YouTube videos or, you know, you're out there doing, you can think of anything. If you're taking two and a half hours to eat dinner, you know, like, like whatever you want to put in that part, or if you have, you know, 20 minutes in, in between meetings, there, there's time out there. And the, the point about, I mean, you look at the rock or like, or like, oh, like, yeah, they got teams around them now, but they're doing like 7 trillion things and are moving. You have full-time job. You got five other jobs under ADP. You're doing out there, you're building your brand. You're doing all this other work. You just have to make it the most important thing. Yeah. Make it the uh-huh. most important thing you're going to get it done. hundred percent. And my wife understands that too. She, she appreciates my work ethic. She's also been a military spouse while I've deployed five times. So she understands what it's like for me to be gone. Wow. She, you know, so you, you do have to have a, if you're married out there, you do have to have a spouse that's supportive of your mission, but that is a, that's, that ultimately comes down to a sales pitch. Does she know you and are you driven and are, are, have you, have you demonstrated success and perseverance? Mm-hmm. And if so, um, asking to be excused after 30 minutes at the dinner table with your family isn't, isn't the end of the world if she knows why you're leaving the dinner table to go yeah. provide for your family. So those are just discussions and my wife knows that I'm driven. I mean, through my special operations training um, and, and just all the military successes that I've had, um, I, I think that's, it was inherent. I mean, for her, she was like, nope, okay, just he's got to do that because that's, yeah. that's who he is. So but have that having your uh, your spouse on the same plane as you is is so important. So yeah, important. and I, I we get that question a ton, right? Because Peely and I work together, and and one of the things that stands out is that so many times it's it, you know this can be entrepreneurship on its own can be a very solitude thing, right? Because you're out there doing your thing, and you're it's like you versus the world or whatever your point. And sometimes you forget to ask the the, the other partner, whether it's husband, wife, and what they want as well, right? Because like, hey, I'm doing all this great stuff, but like maybe you taking time away from the family is something that's bothering them, yeah. and that's why you're not getting along because you haven't you haven't really surfaced that question of just ask like 
hey, what are you looking for in this? Like, you know, like we're trying to get all this stuff together, but what does that look like from both sides? So, I mean, great points, right? Just having the communication, having the talk track to make sure both people are on the same, because you both have the same goal, right? And sometimes I think the goal isn't, isn't communicated and that's where you'll, you'll see disruption in the partnership. So you've transferred now and you moved into multifamily. Talk to us about a property so that, that you went into that you've said, this is the one we're going to dive in. What would it look like and, and what made that opportunity real for you? Yeah, our first um, real opportunity to, to buy a multifamily asset was um, mid last year. Um, so it was an 80 unit property. It took us between negotiating and closing, it took us almost six months to close. <clears throat> pretty uh, pretty rough start as a team. Um, so it was an 80 unit uh, property in a tertiary market and we, it came with a good story. It was across the street from a, an, a new elementary school or elementary school was being built actually. Um, and the uh, junior high school and high school are also across the street in this town. Again, tertiary market, town of about 5,000 people. And the owner lived in Japan and owned it outright. And it was just deferred maintenance, terrible maintenance, uh, terrible management. Um, and no offense to the lady, uh, but she was never in the leasing office. She was not responsive to calls for maintenance. So there was a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because that was one of our hangups. Uh, one of the, I'll just explain just to be open. Some of the problems we had uh, closing this deal was um, first of all, always be raising capital. We, we were ill prepared to raise $1.25 million that we had to for the equity piece on this, on this first deal. Um, we, while we're a group of military real estate investors, active and veteran, um, we do not solicit to our own community. Our Facebook community is 10,000 members and 95% engagement rate and growing at 1,000 members a month right now. And we do not solicit to them. We do not email them. We have a, a huge uh, list of, of people we could email, uh, but we don't because we want to keep that engagement high. We want to keep the value high in that group. And, um, and so since we don't allow soliciting, we do not solicit. And so I guess that, that just means where is our money coming from, right? And we chose a 506C on this deal, which has its pros and cons. You can advertise, but we weren't going to advertise in our own group. So where do we advertise? Yeah. Well, you advertise on LinkedIn and, you know, wherever else. Um, and just on our personal pages, I guess. But, um, but then you have like, who do I know that has, who's, who do I know that's accredited? <laughs> you know, yeah. a, a group of military guys that are like, who do I know? So we ended up getting it done and um, it was, it, it was, we had to exercise two 30 day extensions, which was also kind of like, holy cow, are we going to do this? You know? Um, but the, the, the other thing is, had we gone with a 506 B uh, then it's, then it's, you can't advertise, but again, who do we know? You know, who, yeah. who, who do we know that's going to have money to invest, you know, in this, in this deal. So uh, always be raising money. No matter what, even if you don't have a deal, start that funnel and get, get people in so that when you do, you're ready to go. 
So yeah, you don't want to surprise and... people. There's just not enough yeah. time, and yeah. and you always want to be talking about it. And if you and it's not a hard pitch for people. You're just talking about what you're excited about, right? And you're just building yeah. your network so people because there's a certain channel where people just don't like you said before. I didn't know this was even available to do. Well, there's a million investors out there that have no idea they can invest in this. Yep. And so and for them to get over that curve, it's like it's a lot of information at one time. So yeah, but awesome. And I'm a, I'm a limited partner on 575 doors. So I, I guess I should have known better, but um, I, I'm, I'm investing with people that I know well enough to pull the trigger and just, and, and write a check when I need mm -hmm. to. So, but what I realized is it raising capital from investors is like herding cats. I mean, it is constantly emailing here. I, I sent you the routing number. I sent you the account number, you know, here's, yeah. here's the wiring instructions. Oh, where is that? I lost that in the email somewhere, you know, whatever. And it's always, it's, it's weeks of communication to get yeah. a, a wire. Right. And so, you know, ha having somebody kind of full-time on our team, so to speak, doing that aspect is, is something that we've learned is, is very important to build those relationships sure. and to really be on top of it. And that coincides at the end with, with uh, investor relations, you know, somebody who's constantly communicating with those investors now and making them yeah. feel comfortable answering their questions, all that stuff. So. So, and, and where was the property and, and how did, how did you find this one at first? Yeah. Uh, just a broker relationship. One of our partners owned a 56 unit nearby. And so, uh, near Indianapolis in a Got it. market near Indianapolis. So, um, and now we're looking at other assets in the area. We know the yeah. area really well. We know property managers in the area really well and feel comfortable. And there's brokers now sending us, uh, right now two off market deals and, Super. um, we've, yep. got, we've got one LOI out on one and probably another one later this week. So. Yeah. And see, that's super, right? You, you dive in, you know, the market, you got the team built and now you can really expand, right? And right. That, that allows you to really grasp the market. And now you're at times the scale grows so big that you'll be able to do things more efficiently than other properties right there. So 100%. how are you guys sourcing which market to dive into? Is it really that you're looking at deal first? You're looking at market first or how, how does your game plan work? Yeah. Market first, uh, we're looking for right now, boots on ground, just we, we want to make sure that we're familiar. I mean, it's easy once you have one deal, uh, because then you can kind of build around it, you know, um, in markets nearby, but we, we just picked a market based on a relationship we built. I mean, if you're getting started in this business, um, look at the fundamentals on city data or, you know, whatever, uh, census data you can and, sure. and just pick your market and then the market you like. So, you pick a market that you either know well um, is a two hour drive from you maybe mm -hmm. um, or somewhere you'd like to retire or somewhere where you have a friend or family member or teammate potential. So if you pick one of those four markets that where the actual market is good too, um, statistically, uh, you know, job growth, obviously important and stuff like that, um, then just hone in on one away if you're getting started if if once you have a deal or two done you can start picking other markets with the same type of criteria okay well we know yeah. that atlanta also we have this system in place okay so we can we can kind of branch out there slowly and sh but surely but um I, I just think it's important to do that it, it'll just be more comfortable if um if you're getting started to Start yeah, that person doesn't have to always know the real estate market too. I found that they can even give you like, like, okay, hey, that's a that's a good area because you know there, there's some breweries open up or something. Yeah. Or hey, that's that that's a war zone. 
are kicking you out. Even that kind totally. of don't cross 32nd street. Or exactly. Like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. And you're doing all these other businesses that are aligned with really the, the point. But the one thing I wanted to yeah. talk about, cause it was in your bio here is yeah. And you guys had opened up the nationwide first of its kind, hundred percent employee owned mortgage branch. Yeah. What was it? What was the lead? What was the direction of, of, you know, you, you have a lot going on right now like, to jump into this path and, and talk to me about it. Here's one thing that's really unique about, about what active duty passive income has going on right now. We built a community first and we added a ton of value to a community. Uh, my wife kind of laughs uh, because she, until 2019, I didn't have uh, Instagram or anything. And she's like, dude, you're, you're kind of getting old, man. You don't have Instagram. You only have Facebook. I'm like, no. So Facebook is, is like a business tool to me. Right. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of my you know, friends in the industry use Facebook as a business tool. LinkedIn hasn't quite caught up to where Facebook is yet as far as capabilities and, and appeal. Um, and Instagram doesn't have the same capability either, obviously for obvious reasons. So anyway, I, I really, um, it's, it's an interesting, uh, thing to, to, to look back through only two and a half, three years ago when we started this company, we started with just a community of, there were like a hundred people in the Facebook group. Um, when I, when, when I kind of joined the, joined the team and we started adding so much value. I started doing, I remember the first Facebook live I did, I had a script of what I was going to say. <laughs> and I was just awesome. terrified, you know, yeah. and now it just, you pop on, you're like, Hey guys, this is what's going on. But anyway, so build a community first and add maybe five things, uh, five free pieces of value. Now we have 16 free things that we offer, including our number one best-selling book on Amazon. It's free. The digital version is free on our website. We have a VA loan mastery course. That's free. Our podcast is obviously free. We have a free tax consultation from an enrolled agent. Um, so all of these different things that we offer for free to our community. And so here's the really cool thing. If you find a niche, something that makes you unique, you can really capitalize if you can add value to that, to that niche. So the military community is very niche because mm -hmm. there's an inherent trust that we, that we have with one another. Absolutely. So we built out a community. I'm getting to your answer here, but we, we, we built out a community, added tons of value to it. It's growing immensely. So we have people now coming to us saying, Hey, we see that you're the premier real estate, uh, military real estate investing education platform because we have a single family and multifamily education tracks. Um, but what about if you joined us a veteran owned, you know, hundred percent ESOP mortgage branch, and we were one of uh, five people that got to own our own branch under American mortgage network. Wow. So, so now if you think about a, a, how cool that is, and that's how the insurance company happened. And that's how the real estate brokerage happened. People come to us and go, you guys have the platform. You guys have the community. Uh, we're veterans serving veterans. Here's why we're unique and you're unique. So let's get together and build this thing. And so all we're doing now, we have a financial services division that's been built out based on the idea that we're all just trying to serve veterans the best way possible. And how can we outreach to that community? Yeah. So build a community before a product and add tons of value, which a lot of people miss. Um, and then people will come to you and, and not just business opportunities will come to you, but also mm -hmm. customers will come to you as well. So well said, man. Value first, right? Because if yeah. the value is not there, what, what are you selling? What, what are you getting? What are you giving people? Like, and so many times it's the, it's the dollar that drives, but the dollar, the, the reasons the dollars don't come and flow to people is that because they're, they're missing the huge point is that 
it's not time for the dollar yet. You haven't given anything that's worth the dollar. You haven't given all the points of, we actually had um, Bob Berg of the Go-Giver book on the other day. And it, it was, yeah, it was tremendous, right? Just his, his parable, just about, you know, the, the giving and then be opening to receive on both parts, right? And just that point of that, the more people you can help, well, that, that, that strictly aligns to your true value and what your income will be based, right? And how much you can help people. And that's yeah. your story right there and what you've done with this community. And just awesome work. It's huge. And just, I can imagine that, you know, with, we, we talk again in a year and you're going to be at 100,000 people probably in this because it's community that so many people can go across. Think about, think about how amazing this, 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 I want to talk again about the, the mortgage company, just the model, not the, not the company itself, but we, so what makes it unique and what's totally disrupting the space is it's a, it's the first ever ESOP, like I said, that ha, it has no debt. The CEO is making $16 an hour. So the loan officers, so think of a loan officer, typically like a real estate agent would have to pay the broker to hang their license under the brokerage, right? Yeah. Same with a loan officer has to pay a certain amount of basis points to the brokerage. Well, in this case, the loan officer owns pro rata their production per year of what, of whatever they produce. So they own the branch they serve. And then the branch goes and buys multifamily commercial real estate to pay pensions to the loan officers. So it's this full circle thing where, you know, a typical loan officer out there would, would just, that would just be money burned to the, to the brokerage. And in this case, they're not only getting health benefits from it, but they're paying their own pension by producing loans. Wow. So Enjoy. it's amazing. And there's no limitation yeah. on growth. So they can own as much of the branch as they produce. That's it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. So, awesome so those types of things are just, just amazing to watch unfold and disrupting the industry. And like you said, I can't wait to see what a year from now and five years yeah. from now looks like because uh, you know, sky's the limit. So. Huge congratulations on all the success for everybody that's listening. Talk to us, how they find a podcast, you know, if they're military, how they talk about, you know, coming, uh, being a partner of the group, connecting with you, what's, what's the best place to reach out? Yeah. So um, activedutypassiveincome.com is our website. Uh, military real estate investing, you can look up on Facebook and uh, you'll, uh, you'll get in there. Um, I'm at Eric at activedutypassiveincome.com or real Eric Upchurch on Instagram. Um, also, and, and if, you, if you come to our website, we'll give you our free book and all that stuff too. So, um, Awesome, man. But, but I wanted, you said Go-Giver, and I wanted, that's in my queue to read. I cannot wait. Uh, it was recommended by a friend. And yeah. giving, I wanted to, um, to talk about that for a second if we have time. Absolutely, because we do. T- to me, the reason that we do what we do is for giving. For giving, not for giving. Mm-hmm. For giving, to give. Um, I have on my vision board, actually, I'll pull it off. This is something I look at and I'm, I'm actually redoing my vision boards right now so that they're displayed on the opposite wall of my house, of my uh, office, but give $1 million. Give $1 yeah. million annually is something that I am striving for. It's something that I'm putting intentionally in front of my face every day. Um, yeah. My kids know that. They got me this fake million dollar bill. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, it's, it's, if you're intentional about giving uh, and adding value, um, you think of it, as, you can think of it as a selfish thing, but that will come back to you. And, and mm-hmm. I, I'm fortunate enough to be in a place where I, I know myself, I know my life's mission is to educate, empower, and to help people grow. And I can capitalize on that for personal reasons 
uh, because I know that about myself through military, real estate, and mentorship. And I am blessed and honored to, to be able to participate in that. So I am going to give in a huge way. I'm also partnered with uh, Veterans Community Project, who's building tiny homes and is going, we are going to end veteran homelessness in the U.S. this decade. And they have, they're building communities of tiny homes starting in Kansas City. Next one's in Longmont, Colorado. We're raising $35,000. Uh, it's a nonprofit. We're raising $35,000 right now to build one of these tiny homes. It's amazing. They build a community center. And um, I, I, I love the idea of giving because if I have, I, I must give. I, I really feel like that's why we're here. And we live in the best country on, on the planet. And we have look where we are right now. We're sitting in our nice homes and mm -hmm. yeah, there's some things going out, going on out there in the world that are tough to deal with, but by and large, we are so much better off than other people. And I think part of why I have, uh, have this instinct to give back is because my why is so deep rooted. It's also why I'm going to be successful in whatever myself and my team do, because I serve with the memory and pride of those who've gone before me for they love to fight, fought to win and would rather die than quit. So I am serving with that intention. These people, I know people who can no longer feel pain. I no longer, I know, know people who can no longer uh, experience struggle of business and sacrifice. Um, so that said, I must go be successful for them and I will. And so if you have a deep rooted why like that, success is going to, come find you and then you can give in a huge way. And I'm looking so much there to unwrap, man. It's amazing. If I have, I must give. And that's true words for anybody listening and, and for someone saying, well, well, I don't have money. Well, you're missing the whole concept. You have time, you have energy, you have the ability to just even open doors for people, just do yep. anything that can give. It doesn't have to always be a monetary point. There's and so you have much. an amazing intelligent brain that is yeah. capable of whatever you put in front of it. So, and I'm, I'm very, or, or my whole team is intentional about goal. You were, you were talking about goals earlier. And I, I really mm -hmm. wanted to talk about that at that point, because my kids know every Monday night, we talk about goals That's and awesome. our team talks about goals. And if you set those goals, I mean, we, the only reason I interviewed Jocko Willink and, and we interviewed Robert Kiyosaki and, and Grant Cardone and some of these people is because we were writing, I was writing Grant Cardone in the shower fog every day until it happened. Mm -hmm. And Jocko Willink and my wife's going like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are these? But if you're intentional, you have an amazing brain. Yeah. It, it, stuff will start to manifest if you show, if you put it in front of your eyeballs. Yes, it will manifest exactly itself. right. Visualizing where your future lies is everything yeah. you need to make it happen right that's there. What, if you can't think it, you can't do it. Yep. That's, yeah. why, that's why vision boards, I've got one right here in front of me. That's why vision boards are so important. You've got to have, you got to have that in your face all the time. You got to have the right feedback coming on. And guess what? While you're sleeping, your brain's figuring out a way to solve that problem. Your brain's figuring out a way to be more healthy. Your brain's figuring out a way to how to, how to run that 50 mile race. You know, your brain's figuring out a way how to run this, this Ironman that I'm training for right now. And, and yeah, I love it. Yeah. So I, I love it too. It's awesome. I've so enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. Things align. I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for your service. Thank you for all you're doing with the community. You guys keep pushing forward. I'm just, I'm excited to watch what's happening here and watch where you guys go. So thank you, Eric, so much for yeah, coming on the show. So appreciate your time, man. This has been awesome. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Have a great day.